All right, we'll go ahead and get started tonight. This is a last Wednesday night of <clears throat> September, September 27th. And uh, we went down to to uh, Scottsville to see Sister Bessie. She passed away during the night last night. Uh, she was on uh, uh, morphine. They done called hospice sin. She had one foot in the grave, but we was going to go see her. But the Lord got to her before I could. Yes. And uh, we're going to have a service here Friday at 1 o'clock, just a memorial-type service. Her son, Tony, asked me if we could meet here at the church and have a memorial service. On behalf of Bessie, they went ahead and cremated her because she didn't have any life insurance. And uh, we're just going to have a memorial service here Friday at 1 o'clock. Pray about that. It would be a great opportunity. I talked to Tony about getting in church, and he said, I know I need to do it. And I said, well, then you need to do it. That's right. And uh, we, we talked pretty good lick. It was good conversation. He said, I want to quit smoking. I want to get in church. I said, them's good things. I said, you can do both of them, but you're going to have to make your mind up to do it. And I picked up a man <clears throat> while I was up at Scott for coming a flood. And he asked me to give him a ride uh, to his house, and I did. His name's Daryl, and he's a lost man, and his wife's Christian. He said, I know I need to get in church. I said, you just, his older fellow had a mask on. I said, Daryl, you just don't understand how quickly you need to do that. Uh, a lot of people don't realize time's short. Last but a vapor, here for a little while. But I talked to him a little bit. I said, Darrell, if I was you, I'd put some feet on that. And he was pretty nervous. He said, there's where I live. But uh, we'll pray for him. Pray for the family concerning Bessie Wheat. Yeah. And uh, I went to go see Sister Vonnie. And they were giving her blood. And the nurse told me it would probably take two to three hours to do the procedure. So I didn't make it back to see her. But uh, as far as I know, she's doing good. They're just going to give her some blood. But, uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for Landmark Baptist Church, Lord, yes. for this this little great work. We thank you, Father, for all you do through this little church, Father. We pray, dear Lord, for the family of Sister Bessie Wheat. Yes. Lord, I miss Sister Bessie. Uh, you got there before I did, Lord, took her home. But, uh, Lord, I pray for her family. I pray for her two sons. I pray for her brother. I pray for her sister, Ruby. Lord, we'll have an opportunity, Lord, to speak to some of them Friday at 1 o'clock. We just ask you, Father, to give us, Lord, the, the words to, to say, the things to do. Might be a comfort. Maybe, Lord, be a help to them. We pray about that. And I pray for Sister Vonnie. Lord, even though we didn't get to see her, uh, Lord, the nurses said she's doing good. We thank God for that report. Yeah. And I pray, dear Father, Lord, here tonight, Lord, we got a lot of people in the church that's sick. Brenda, <clears throat> Sister Brenda called me and uh, having trouble with her voice. <clears throat> we pray for Sister Brenda. She's wanting to come Friday, Lord, sing a song on behalf of Sister Bessie, and I pray she'll be able to do that. Uh, Lord, I asked her to sing a certain song. She said she would. We pray she will. And uh, Lord, I pray for our Lord tonight. We got many, Lord, that are sick. We got many, Lord, that are out. Uh, this is not a time to be out of church. It's a time to be in church. I 
feel like the Lord could be coming back yeah. pretty soon, just watching the news, just listening to the radio. And you can tell that the day of the Lord's at hand. You can tell that the time is near. Uh, we know we can't know exactly the time, but Jesus said, by these signs, you'll know it's nigh even at the door. We see those signs. We see that peace treaty being made between the Arabs and the and the Israelites. Yeah. Uh, between Israel and, and Lord, they're in an uproar over that peace treaty. Uh, Lord, they're making peace. And, and Lord, it's time when it said peace, then comes sudden destruction. We're, uh, right. we're looking at Word of God prophecy being fulfilled. And Lord, we just see all of the chaos. We see all of the disarray. We see where man's made such a mess <clears throat> that only God can clean it up. <clears throat> and I know you will, Lord. Remember, uh, 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 pray for Brother Ed's niece. Is, or, is that your niece or your daughter-in-law? Yeah, daughter pray for her, Lord. She fell down a flight of steps and hurt herself. We pray for her. That she'll recover and be able to get all of her, uh, move all of her faculty and all of her uh, body uh, components working again. Yeah. I know she's sore right now. We pray for her, Lord. Pray for my wife. She's been sick all week. Lord, she was sick even when I left to come to church. Pray for her. A lot of people got that stomach virus. But I pray for my wife. I already prayed for her all through the day. Pray for her again. And Lord, I pray for this country, Lord, this God-forsaken country that yes. claims in God we trust. And Lord, they need change at the government we trust. I do believe America has its eyes off of God and needs to get them back on God. I know what your word says. All the nations, they forget God to be turned into hell. Yes. You talking about filling the church up, Lord. When them twin tires fell, boy, there was people flocking to the house of God. And I feel like Greater than that's fixing to happen. Amen. Lord, I, I pray for your children. I pray, Lord God, they see the need to not only get in church, stay in church. And I pray, Father, Lord, for all these that are sick and all these, Father, that, uh, Lord, got, got to work. Some of them, Father, uh, out of town. We pray for each and every one of them. Pray you bless this service, Lord, tonight. In Jesus' name, we ask it and thank you for it. Amen. Amen. We'll sing. This little short song here tonight, one uh, number two sixty five, shelter from the storms. A lot of storms been coming across the yeah. seashore. Well, one went straight up to New York. Got another one coming in. Just seemed like one went after another. But those storms ain't nothing like the storm that's coming. I'm telling you, I've been looking around, seeing dry ponds. I've been seeing thirsty cattle and thirsty horses. The Bible says. The rebellious dwell in a dry land. I do believe we could use a little rain, some mercy drops. Seen just a few this morning. And then I went a little further and it was chalked down. I went a little further and it was raining again. But uh, we thank you for those mercy drops, Lord. Number 265. There are many storms that come along my pilgrim way. There are many things that would annoy, that would annoy. Save and keep me from all harm, dear Lord, I humbly pray. 
Keep me from the things that would destroy, that would destroy. Give me shelter from the storms that come along my way. Let thy sweet protection then be mine, forever mine. Underneath thy loving arms, Lord, keep me safe each day. Hide me safely in thy love divine. Keep me calm when evil snares I throw my fellow men. May I take them as a Christian should, a Christian should. Though my heart he breaks and tears by evil deeds of sin. Help me, Lord, to overcome with good, with deeds of good. Give me shelter from the storms that come along my way. Let thy sweet protection then be mine, forever mine. Underneath thy loving arms, Lord, keep me safe each day. Hide me safe in thy love divine, thy love divine. This last verse for Sister Bessie. When I come to cross the tide at close of life's long day, and my sin, my sins for worlds unknown, for worlds unknown, be my shelter and my guide when storms are o'er my way. Blessed Savior, lead me safe, lead home, yes, lead me home. Give me shelter from the storms that come along my way. Let thy sweet protection then be mine, forever mine. Underneath thy loving arms, Lord, keep me safe each day. Hide me safe in thy love divine, thy love divine. Boy, I tell you, I thought about Sister Bessie in that last line there. When I come to cross the tide at close of life's long day, and I set my sails for worlds unknown, be my shelter and my guide when storms are o'er my way. Blessed Savior, lead me safely home. Boy, I tell you, thank God for that good shepherd who comes for his sheep. Amen. Comes, I'm telling you. And uh, I'm gonna look for him one day, not today. I mean, I, I I may I may live out tonight. I mean, nobody knows. The Bible says both night or tomorrow. You don't know what a day may bring. But uh, it says, you know, our life's but a vapor, appear for a little while and then vanisheth away. Man goeth to his long home. But uh, we got a couple more things here. Uh, we got a revival. Uh, starting this Sunday night at Bethel Baptist Church. We're going to have a business meeting Sunday morning here at a landmark, I'm sorry, at a landmark here. And I'm going to make a suggestion that we cancel Sunday night service and uh, go over there at Bethel, get on a good meeting, might do us some good, amen. 
I don't know about y'all, but I like it when it's good. Amen. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to go over there if, if uh, nothing going on here, I'm going to go over and get in on that. Amen. I may a little revive and do you some good, but we'll mention that Sunday morning. We'll see how it goes. If my wants to be here, I'll be here. They're not going to be here. I'll be over there, amen. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we got a revival after that, starting at uh, Oak Forest. Our church is right up road here, Brother Rick. Going to start one uh, Sunday, uh, October the fifteenth. They're going to have that benefit October the fourteenth. So uh, that'll be good to be easy to remember that. But but uh, that Sunday night, we're going to start revival over at Brother Rick's church over at uh, Oak Forest. Go from Sunday to Wednesday. I'm looking forward to that revival too. I think without revival, uh, maybe we get too complacent. Maybe we get stale instead of stirred. Uh, I like to hear a man of God preaching the word of God. I like to hear somebody sing the songs of God. I think we need more of it, not less of it. I don't want to get weaned off of it. I want to get all I can get. Amen. Oh, Brother Eddie, I'll graduate this life one day. And I'll give an account to God. Yeah. And I'll hear what he's got to say. And uh, you will too. The Bible says every one of us give account of ourselves to God. I want to hear him say, you done your best, son. I want to hear him say, you know, you, you kept going. You're faithful and little. And uh, anyway, we'll get off of that. We're going to get back on the... We, we played last Wednesday night a recording of Kim Davis... Uh, county court clerk that was persecuted because yeah. she wouldn't issue a same-sex uh, marriage license. Mm -hmm. Hey, they didn't even get married. They wasn't even around here. They just heard she wasn't going to issue a same-sex uh, union marriage. And they picked, they picked this woman out. They come specifically to her. Yeah. She said, go see one of them others out there. I will not sign one. They made it personal. Uh, she won the case. They resued her again. And this time they got $100,000, but it ain't over. Uh, I believe it's... Um, uh, oh, come on, Eddie. Uh, I can't think of the Christian lawyers that's helping her, but uh, they're going to go back to court. Uh, I almost said her name again. But uh, anyway, uh, it's not over. Uh, they're going to go back. She's been doing wrong. And the way our court system is right now, if you're... Uh, you know, if you're doing something right, you're going to end up being the one to pick up the bill, amen. Mm. But uh, we, we're praying for Kim Davis, her uh, legal defense team. I'll spit it out here in a minute. If I try to think of it, I can't never remember it. But uh, Liberty, Liberty, uh, Liberty Council, something like that. They're, they're supporting her, they're representing her. Uh, good, good, good man of God. Uh, Alright, we stopped last uh, Wednesday night before the Kim Davis testimony. We was uh, teaching on the uh, family and disconnect. And we stopped on verse number 12 of uh, Genesis chapter 3. And uh, we'll back up and read a couple verses and then we'll go back to verse 12. But uh, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And uh, they made them the first religion, the fig tree religion. And here's the way religion is. It works just great till God shows up. <laughs> here's a good example of it here. Uh, they, they made them uh, fig leaves here. Yeah. And uh, verse 7, uh, they knew they was naked and they sewed fig leaves together 
and made themselves apron. This is a type of a covering like religion is. Uh, religion pleases man. Salvation's of the Lord. And here's how you can tell the difference. When the Lord showed up, uh, verse 8, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. See, religion will make you hide yourself from the presence of God. Yeah. Salvation, you'll walk out to meet the Lord. Say, I've been, I've been waiting on you, been looking for you, glad to see you. There's, there's nothing to hide when you're saved. Now, if you're under the cover of religion, you've got nothing to hide with. Uh, God said, when I see the blood, Exodus chapter 12, He said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. I told you all about my pastor doing that revival in that church. Yeah. And he already knew that they took the songs with the blood out because they call it a slaughterhouse religion. Even though Isaiah 53 says that Jesus was led like a lamb to the slaughter to some degree. It was a slaughterhouse religion. But without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Amen. I'm telling you, when God looks upon you, He'll see your sin. He'll see you as a sinner. When He looks upon me, He sees the blood. I get Passover by the Passover Lamb, Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Well, here I said that the dilemma of religion, Adam and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Verse 9, the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. You see, God just winks at the wisdom of this world. Yeah. In Acts chapter 17, here Adam is, he don't even realize he's confessing what he's done in his answer. He said, I hid myself because I was naked. Beforehand, the Bible says, verse 25 of, of Exodus chapter of Genesis chapter 2, they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. And the reason they wasn't ashamed is because they was innocent. They didn't know a sin. Now that they know sin, here Adam said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. You know, if you're in your house, you ain't got enough clothes on, somebody knocks on the door, First thing you do is run and get something, put it on, wrap a towel around you or something. And, and you know, the reason you do this is because acknowledgement of the fact that you're naked. Well, here Adam is now. He's not innocent no more. Verse 11, the Lord says, Who told thee that thou was naked? You see, he done confess there. Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldst not eat? Now, we're getting ready to start here at verse 12. And I'm talking about the disconnect of the family. Mm -hmm. One of the things about the disconnect of the family is the, the blame game here. In verse 12, the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Now, Adam in that verse right there, he's blaming the Lord for his wife and he's blaming his wife for the mistake that he made. And uh, you know when a family's in disconnect, a lot of, a lot of confrontation, mm -hmm. 
a lot of criticism, uh, a lot of name calling. It's all your fault. Uh, you know, I, I remember some of that when I first got saved. I, you know, I got saved. It took me a little while to figure it all out. But I do remember one time we'd been in a real good service here at Bethel Baptist Church. This young family. I got saved at the age of 34, and I was still 34. I hadn't been saved about a week. So, but anyway, we just come out of a real good service here at Bethel Baptist Church. Had my wife in the car. Had my babies there in the car. Had my son. Had my two daughters in the car. Had all my family right there in the car. And I was dumb enough to say, where do y'all want to go eat at? That's all it took. And it wasn't five seconds. Was at each other's throats. And I said, hold, hold on, hold on a minute. I said, we just come out of a really good, blessed service. We come out praising God, rejoicing in the Lord, and we're fighting over where we're going to go eat at. Right. But I'm talking about a family that's in disconnect. Yeah. Uh, you can't relate. You can't say, you know, like my wife when I was dating her, don't matter me, honey, wherever you want to go, that's fine with me, that's where we got married. I don't want to go. I don't like yeah. their food. That's well, right. that's kind of what I'm talking about here. <laughs> the unity of the family, and it's more the devil than it is anything. Uh, you know, Job's wife, does thou still retain thine yeah. integrity? Right. There in Job chapter 2, won't you curse God and die? That was of the devil. Yeah. And, and you know, the devil, uh, he wants havoc in your home. Oh, yeah. Uh, he wants problems in your home. Right. Uh, you know, when you read Psalms chapter 1, blessed is a man that walketh not the counsel ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor sit it in the sea of the scornful, but is the rights in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the river of water, bringing forth his fruit and season, his leaf also shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. That man right there uh, is not Adam here. Adam here is accusing God and accusing his wife other mistake that he made. No accountability. Yes. You know, I, I've seen both sides of this. I mean, I've, I've been the guilty and I've also been the observer and I've been kind of like the referee, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But accountability. You know, just say, honey, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh, it's my fault. Uh, when you don't have accountability, well, then you got what's called half-truths you're trying to make some guy an excuse. Uh, you're trying to cover it over. Trying to bear it. Deep as you can bear it. Hope to move on to something else. But here Adam, uh, he's caught. He's guilty. And the first thing he does, he says, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. That blame game. Then the Lord says unto the woman, What's this thou hast done? And the woman said to serpent, beguiled of me and I did eat. So both of them are blaming someone else. No accountability is the only reason I'm bringing this up. Yeah. It's not like Adam said like David in Psalms 51, against thee and thee only by sin, done this evil by sight, that might be just when thou speakest, or just when thou judgest and clear when thou speakest. The accountability. The Bible says if we'll confess our sin, He's faithful and just forgive us our Amen. sin. But without that accountability... I'm telling you, but I don't know about y'all, but I pray every morning, Lord, forgive me my sins. Deliver me even today from evil temptation. Lead me in the paths of righteousness, your name's sake. And, and you know, I want the Lord to be with me all day long. And listen, He will be with you if you'll meet Him on the right terms. Just tell Him you want to do right. 
Tell him uh, you want to live right. And the woman, uh, she pointed the finger at the serpent. Adam pointed the finger at the woman. And in some degree, they're both blaming God. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed. Now, God didn't curse Adam. God didn't curse Eve. But he did curse the serpent. Thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thou go, and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. Went out there to the back barn this week. There was a cow snake laying there, and you know, I really didn't have no animosity. I seen it, it seen me, it didn't run off, and I didn't mess with it. And I walked off, and I said, oh, wait a minute, I'm supposed to bruise that head. I picked me up a piece of pipe, and when I hit that snake, it turned straight as a piece of rebarb. I'm telling you, buddy, I, I put one right on top of its head. And the uh, reason I did, uh, you know, here's next verse. He said, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, yeah. and it shall bruise thy head. I want to bruise his head real good, and thou shalt bruise his head. Of course, this is, this is a reference to Satan. Satan was defeated through the seed of the woman. He was defeated through Jesus, the Son of God. He was defeated at Calvary. It bruised the head of the serpent. And you know what? Uh, the devil put a wound on Jesus. He, he nailed his feet to the cross, his hands to the cross, put a crown of thorns upon his lovely brow. But what that devil didn't see was that bruise that was coming upon that head. <laughs> and uh, you know... Uh, the Lord gave us victory at Calvary. Uh, you can see, you know, even today, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I make mistakes about every day. But I'm glad that the Lord made it possible I could come to Him and say, I'm sorry. I want you to forgive me. I was trying to talk to that, that uh, man this morning. I told him, I said, Salvation is so simple. Just tell the Lord you're sorry. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to save you. I said, You'd be surprised how quick He'll do it. And he's a little nervous with the subject matter. I told him, I said, don't run from God, run to God. He said, I'm not running from God. I said, well, you're in denial right now, buddy. I mean, what you're saying. But we praying for him. I'd like to see him get saved. But uh, we just had a little bit of time there to talk with him. He was as nervous as a cat in a dog pound, I'll tell you. But uh, here, uh, they both uh, blamed. The, the man blamed the woman. The woman blamed the serpent, and the serpent, kind of like three stooges, didn't have nobody to blame it on, so he got the brunt of it. He got cursed, right. and he got, uh, you know, this sentence about getting his head bruised, and I got pretty good joy out of bruising that cow snake's head. You know, I, I, I know they kill mice, but I'll be honest with you, I just, I just don't really need them. I bruised that head real good. In mm -hmm. verse 16, and there are consequences to sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. And the Bible talks about sin when it's finished. In James chapter 1, it brings forth death. And Paul, I do want to turn to this. Paul in Romans chapter 7. talking about what a wretched man that he was and we all are but uh, he made a statement here that I kind of like he said uh, 
in verse 24, O wretched man that I am. That's confession. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Now, I wanted to read that verse for this reason. Bessie passed away. Now, Bessie didn't die. Her body did. But Bessie didn't. That's why Jesus could say in John chapter 11, it's a strange verse right here. John chapter 11, Jesus told Martha, He said, Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die, believest thou this. That's St. John chapter 11, verse 26. Now, that's a true statement. My body is going to die. Oh, yeah. But my soul's not going to die. Mm-hmm. So Paul here says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this from the body of this death? And he answered in the next verse, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's how we're delivered from this body of death. But uh, here, like I said. Uh, the disconnect of the family, you'll blame. You run all the gas out. You spent too much on groceries. You didn't pay this bill. That kind of blame game. You know what I'm talking about? You've been around. Uh, I thought you said you was going to pay it. I thought you said you had some money. You know that that kind of blame stuff. The family that's in disconnect, they don't support one another. They don't encourage one another. They don't strengthen one another. Uh, there's strength and unity. The Bible says two are better than one uh, because they have heat and a threefold cord is not easily broken and you put the Lord in your marriage and you can get all kind of strength. You can get strength from your wife. Your wife can get strength from you yeah. and you both can get strength from the Lord because He blesses that marriage union. But uh, that marriage union. But uh, here they blamed uh, like I said, Adam blamed the woman, the woman blamed the serpent, and God judged the serpent. And now here it comes to the woman, verse 16. Until the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception, and sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Now I want you to know he's talking to a woman. I know Kamaji Jackson couldn't define a woman, but if you'll just look here, until the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, thy conception. What did it give me anything? Somehow make a man have a baby. i never seen such a crazy bunch of daughters generation we're in. Uh, just made such a mess of something that's really a blessing. And uh, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception in sorrow shall thou bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband and he shall rule over thee. That's a sentence against a sin. Uh, The Lord here telling this woman that her husband is going to be the head of the house. She's second in command. I I told my wife, I said, you can be head of the house as long as I ain't here. When I leave, you step up. When I come in, you step down. And that's where it's supposed to be. I'm not trying to be uh, you know, uh, against any kind of leadership at home or nothing. God said this thing up, not me. Yeah. And God said, uh, your desire will be to your husband and he shall rule over thee. 
But the one thing about it, see, that man's got more responsibility. He's got broader shoulders, got a stronger back. You know, it's unfair advantage. They got these idiots now. You know when I was in school, Brother Ed? There were boys that had long hair, but they didn't wear lipstick. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And you know, I was trapped in a woman's body for nine months, but I got out, and I'm not going to be back in one, I'll just tell you right now. Right. But a lot, of, a lot of mess and a lot of confusion down here. It's from the devil. It's satanic. It's simple. But uh, anyway, uh, the, the man is big enough to handle the head of the house. Mm -hmm. He's big enough to answer the door. He's big enough to take somebody by the collar and throw them out if they need be. The woman, uh, she'll be better off if she'll let the husband be the head of the house. If not, she's going to have a nervous breakdown. Her shoulders aren't wide enough. She's not strong enough. The Bible calls her the weaker vessel. Like I said, this is God's doing, not mine. Just telling me right here, God, the one that set the home up, set it up right. He said the husband's going to be the head. And, and you know what? You'll be smart to get second in line. Support your husband. Uh, encourage him. Pray for him. Cook, cook meals for him. Uh, wash his clothes. Brag on him every now and then. You'll be better off. That one verse you read there a while ago about multiplying. That just blows this uh, sexual thing all to yeah. pieces, doesn't it? Yeah. Homosexual. God set all this up here. Yeah. yeah. And he's speaking to the woman. And he said, you go bring forth children. And on down there, verse 30, Adam named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. Right. That's where Cain got his wife at. <laughs> She's the mother of all. Now, if you're in this world, uh, Eve's your mother. Cain's your father. That's right. And we all condescended from Adam. Mm -hmm. And we all went through about the same thing Adam did. We messed up. Yeah. But thank God, the same God that made clothes for Adam and Eve made clothes for us. Yeah. And uh, I'm clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. But anyway... Verse 17, and unto Adam, now he's done addressed the woman here. And unto Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened to the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree. Now, look, it's okay for Adam to listen to his wife. Mm -hmm. But in this case, he disobeyed God. God told him not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then God told him why. He said, In the day that thou eatest, Thereof thou shalt surely die. Now there come with consequences. Uh, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 17. There is a tree. The Lord God verse 16. The Lord God commanded the man. Saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest of thou shalt surely die. And God's confronting Adam about disobeying him. And he's putting it in the context. Because he listened to Eve and didn't listen to God he said because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten the tree eaten of the tree which I commanded thee saying thou shalt not eat of it God said cursed is the ground for thy sake in sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life now I'm a firm believer in turning thanks over what you eat absolutely I don't want to eat a curse God said cursed is the ground for thy sake so everything that's grown from the ground which we eat has a curse on it. Uh, if you don't want to eat a curse, I can't prove this, but I think cancer is connected to the fact that we eat something we didn't ask God's blessing on, and we eat a curse, and it became a curse to us, and nothing else. Just say, Lord, thank you for this food. Bless it. Yeah. In Jesus' name, strength, you know, health to my body. But here, the curse is cursed.
it is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Before you eat anything, ask the Lord to bless it. Don't eat the curse. Now, that's not etched in stone, but I'll tell you it wouldn't hurt you. Ask God bless whatever you eat. I'm certain to be 70 years old. As far as I know, don't have any issues. Never broke a bone. Never had no surgery. Uh, never really been sick. Mouth to nothing. And I attribute that to asking God's blessings upon everything I eat. Now, it ain't always been that way. <laughs> that day we finally decided we was going to go to Dairy Queen that day and eat dinner that day. We went in there as a family, sat down at the table as a family, and my little eight-year-old boy said, Daddy, are we going to turn things on our food before we eat it? You know, I thank God for that little boy. He's the one who got me in church. Yeah. One really instrumental in me being saved. But that little boy said, Daddy, ain't we going to turn things before we eat? We bowed our head right there in Burger Queen as a family. Bowed our heads and said, Lord, we thank you for this food. You know, I... <laughs> I've never been real eloquent in prayer anyway, but I was pretty struggling here. I said, Lord, we thank you for this food. We ask your blessings on it in Jesus' name. And everybody in Burger Queen restaurant was looking at us when we raised our head up. And there was an elderly couple come over and wept over us. Said, you gave us such a blessing. Seeing the family bowing their head and turning thanks. You know, that actually came from the Lord. Yeah. God brought that. The God gave me that car. It was the Lord that actually done it. Yes. But He done it through a man. Yes. And He wasn't made anonymous. Now keep it anonymous. But the Lord put it in His heart to call me yeah. and then give me that car. And I have put some miles on here lately just going Bowling Green. Went down there to see James Wheat, which is Bessie's son at the hospital. And went down there to see Bonnie down there. And, uh, you know, been going to Skysville, been going to Glasgow, back and forth visiting. That car's been a real help to me. Yes. But I'll tell you, God put that blessing on us turning thanks that day at Burger Queen. That elderly couple come over there and hugged their neck, weeping over us, saying y'all gave us such a blessing. That was the Lord rewarding us for doing what we should have been doing all along. What about the night up there, you and me and them? Yeah, Wayne. Yeah. Wayne Evans. Me and uh, Brother Ed took the missionary, Brother Rue. We called him up and said, Brother Rue, meet us over at the church. We're going to take you out, get you something to eat. And he's talking about the food down here was just hard on him. He's used to eating rice. So we took him. We went to two Chinese restaurants, finally found one open, took him in there, and we're just having fellowship. But uh, when we got down, Brother Rudolph said, let's, let's have a word of prayer before we leave. And we bowed our head right there. We'd already asked the blessing over the food. But we bowed our head. We was playing, praying for Brother Rudolph. Praying, you know, that God would use him and, mm-hmm. and bless him and help him in the mission work he's doing. We got done praying. A lot of people grunted, got up and left. But we got done. There was one man. He wasn't grunting. He was, he was blessed. He came over and said, boy, y'all gave me a blessing. Just seeing y'all bow your heads here in the restaurant, turning thanks, uh, you know, which we've done turning thanks over food, but just praying here in the restaurant. And we got to meet this guy. I believe he'll show up over here one day. But again, like Brother Ed said, that's the Lord putting a blessing yeah. upon something that you've done right. God wants to bless us. He told his people Israel, he said, your sins have withheld good things from you. God said, I, I wanted to give them to you. You, you wouldn't make it what I could. 
All you gotta do is clean your act up. I'll load your wagon down. I'm telling you, I firm believe it. We need I to do what I have, and I know you have to. Everybody, I believe has. But I always say, you know, sometimes I don't blurt it out loud. But I say, you know, I say, Lord bless this food I'm about to receive. Yeah. Uh, but I have took a bite of food. You know, I mean, I've done it too, brother. Yeah. I've I mean, done it too. Bow my head, say, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. I need you bless this. Right you now. know, the reason I'm like Brother Ed, I remember it because God said, hey, you forgot something, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I've done just like Brother Ed said. Yeah, I've done it. I'll tell you, stop right there. Most time, praying with tears on my cheeks, saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, me and Teresa, we go out to restaurants every now and then. Now, I don't, I know a lot of times I don't pray, you know, over the food out loud, but I do it. I, I ask her to bless mine and her food both, you know. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I'm like you, I don't want to eat a curse. And I I'm like you. Like I said, God cursed the ground right yes, here. He if for no other reason that right there, I, yeah. I, I turn things over what I eat. Yeah, that's right. Because I, I can't prove that cancer. No. Comes from not turning thanks over your food. That's right. But I can prove what you eat and got a curse on it. Right here. Look here. God said, Cursed is the ground for thy sake. Yeah. Is sorrow shall thou eat of it. Eat of what? The curse. Yeah. All the days of thy life. That's right. God went on to say, Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. Talking about the curse on the ground. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shall thou return. Now I'm, I'm just in a tent right here. Yeah. This earthly tabernacle, this is just skin over bone, got some muscle, got some tendons. But in here is an eternal soul. Yeah. Now my soul's saved. And, and I couldn't sin if I wanted to. I, I can sin against my body. Mm. I can drink. I can do drugs. I can smoke. Uh, I, I can, you know, commit adultery. I can sin against my body. But I can't sin against God. And I'll, I'll show you why. I'll show you why. You need to know this. You know, all these fears and, and scared. Well, you need to know that Jesus fixed it for you. And he went through hell to do it, but he fixed it for you. And here in Colossians chapter 2, verse 11, well, let me read verse 9. For in him, talking about Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye, me, you, are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You can't get no higher in God. No. In whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands yeah. in the putting off of the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Yeah. God separated my soul from my body. Yeah. It was done without hands. God said the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Uh, I can't sin. I'll show you again here. I, I hate to labor this point, but I'll show you again. In First John, in First John chapter five, verse eighteen, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that's begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one touches him not. That's not the one I'm wanting for. I'm talking about the one where his seed bears in him. Here, hold on a minute. Here, 
Hi, Connie. I like that one where it says he cannot sin. There you go. In First uh, John chapter 3, uh, verse 6, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither know him. Well, verse 9, Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot yeah. sin. Let this sink in just a minute. That's right. He cannot sin because he's born of God. I want you to know that circumcision made without hands, it fixed it. Yes, it did. Now, I, I'm kind of like Paul in Romans chapter 7. He said, that which I would or do not, yeah. that which I would not, yeah. that I do. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. Yeah. That's our dilemma. We can't live good enough. We can't do good enough. No. So that circumcision that God done on our heart, I've got a connection now with God when I do mess up. My heart smites, smokes, smites me. Yeah. And I know. Yeah. And I say, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yep. That's right. If we confess our sin, faith will just forgive us. But I wouldn't even know I did if it wasn't for that Holy Spirit. Uh, let me know that. Alright, we, we went a little further with me to go with that. But here the Lord here is bringing judgment on Adam, bringing judgment on Eve. Like I said, a family in disconnect. They blame one another. Uh, but you know, the Bible says the way of transgression is hard. They go the hard way. Uh, they won't go the good way. Uh, they won't forgive one another. Uh, they won't uh, support one another. It's just right here. We're going to do it my way or we ain't going to do it. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? God bless the union of the marriage. A good marriage is like this right here. You're on the same side. A good marriage, you, you love one another in spite of yourself. You say, honey, thank you for putting up with me, brother Ed. Our wives went through, you know what, uh, but they didn't give up. No. And brother Ed, he loves Karen. Uh, I, I love Dottie for putting up with me more than anything she ever done. Yeah. But I, I'll just tell you, uh, brother Ed, he done kissed his wife goodbye. It won't be long. I'll be kissing mine goodbye. But I thank God for that wife that he gave me that was able to put up with me, that was able to somehow tolerate the way I was. Mm -hmm. And now I'm showing her kindness and care, uh, fixing her yeah. food, brought her two gallons today where, where she's got that stomach virus. Yeah. But here, you know, that, that family that's not disconnected, they're connected. That husband said, here, let me hit me with that. And that wife says, here, let me give you a hand there. And then you got the children and the brothers blaming the sister and the sisters blaming the brother. And the wife goes to the husband. You've got to do something. The connected family, they work together. Right. The connected family, they pray together. The connected family, they stay together. No matter how bad it is, they make it through it. Oh my. Like I said, and Adam called his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. And uh, like I said, God called her woman in verse 16. God called his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. And unto Adam also to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. So much for the fig leaves. You see, God made a covering for me. And that covering is his son Jesus. Right. I'm covered by his blood. And I've got his righteousness imputed to me. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us. And you know, I, I become 
a son of God because of Calvary. And he's my father now. Now I'm his son. But here, this is different. Here's why it's different. Because God don't want man to go to heaven this Adam way. He wants them to go to heaven the Jesus way. And the Lord God said, Behold, a man has become as one of us to know good and evil. Now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life. That's kind of a picture of Calvary. Yeah. You can have all the Calvary you want. Just come God's way. Don't try to find a back door. You know, in St. John chapter 10, verse 1, uh, it says, you know, if you climb up any other way, then, then Calvary, you'll be a thief and a robber. You'll be thrown out. Well, here, God's compensating for Adam and Eve's sin. God says here, He said, uh, Lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Boy, how'd you like to live forever in sin? Mm. I don't know if you get this or not. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden till the, to till the ground from which he was taken. And he drove out the man and placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. I want you to know God opened that way through Christ. He's that new and living way. Uh, he's the door. Uh, he's how you can get to the tree of life. you got to come through Jesus. You can have all of eternal life you want. You can have the joy unspeakable. You can have the peace that passes understanding. Just come God's way. Don't go Cain's way. That's right. Anybody got any questions on tonight? We're just talking about the disconnected family. This will probably be the last. It's been real popular. People have really been uh, listening to these. I'm just trying to help people. Everybody struggles. We all do. It's not like we got an S underneath our shirt. If I did have it, just stand for saved, not Superman. Amen. But we're saved. Saved by the grace of God. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. That's all I need to be. Amen. All right. Father, we thank you for this time you've given us to be together. Lord, we pray you be with Bessie's family. Lord, I know there'll be, there'll be trouble in their heart tonight. I pray the God of all comfort would comfort them, care for them, carry them through this terrible valley. I pray for Tony and Jesse. And I pray, Lord, for Mitchell and her sister, uh, Ruby. Uh, Lord, care for them. Help them, Lord. I know it'll be difficult. I pray for them, Father. And help me, Lord, have the right things to say to them Friday. We pray your blessings upon that. And Lord, we love you tonight. We praise you tonight. Ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, you called me yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Maybe it was this morning. You called me and told me.